0: Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Dedicated to the evolution of you, because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be. Helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. And when you allow those kinds of contractions or shadows or inauthenticities... Departures from the truth. If you allow them to take up real estate in your day to day experience, moment to moment experience in small ways, you have no idea what kind of space they're taking up in other larger ways. Hi, it's Joseph. And thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Opportunities for profound change don't usually happen in dramatic moments when the pressure is on. They happen in insignificant moments when your shadow rears its head in quieter, subtler ways when you don't have to be your best, precisely for that reason. These moments offer an opportunity to practice self-management, to practice being your true and authentic self in the face of an emotionally difficult choice. And if you train that muscle, you'll be able to use it when it really matters. I offer weekly member webcasts, online courses, and mentorship at clearandopen.com because it's my truth that With the right tools anyone can eliminate the people money and time problems holding them back in business and i share parts of these webcasts and courses on this show because i want to help you too if you're enjoying the show and learning from it i'd love your feedback if you're listening to the show on an apple device all you have to do is open up the podcast app view the full description of this episode and click the link to leave a rating and review for the show thanks so much for listening let's start the show So a funny thing happened the other day. My um, the only time I wear socks. Well, there are two times: when I work out and I put on trail running shoes, or yeah, that's what they are. Uh, or when I work in the yard, and even that's rare. But I've, I'm t- I usually wear like hiking sandals to do work in the yard. But you know, everything else is barefoot here in Hawaii. So imagine my dismay. When taking off my, uh, you know, ten-year-old hiking shoes that I haven't really used much at all in the last few years, and one of the soles just came completely off. I'm like, oh man, I don't want to have to buy new uh, hiking shoes. I only use them for yard work. It's going to be a hundred bucks, and like they're not that really valuable to me. And it's just yet another thing I have to do. So for a moment, I played total victim. In other words. And then I kind of got excited because, it's like, okay, well, these are really old, and I've been getting more into yard work, so this will actually be. I'll get something with mid soles and be a little more, or mid, uh, you know, halfway up, whatever that's called, and uh, they'll be more supportive of the ankle and all that. So I'm on Amazon looking for stuff, and as one often does, or maybe ought to do, I get the size that I think I am—a ten. I'm usually a ten. And then I get a 10 and a half just in case because there's free returns. And this is how you buy clothing online often, right? You get one size nearby. And then something really interesting happened. I thought, well, if I get a 10 and a 10 and a half, I really ought to get a nine and a half as well, one size below what I think I would be. Because I've experienced in the past, sometimes I'll get two sizes and I'll actually need the third one on the other side, right? Make, this is just logic, right? And then I and then I felt this contraction that was like, no, I don't want to get the nine and a half. That's spending too much money because that's going to be like three hundred bucks. And then I thought, well, but I already I'm already guaranteeing I'm going to have to return at least one pair of these, right? So that means the packing of the box, the driving to the place, the printing of the label, all that's already going to happen. So what? additional work is happening by buying the nine and a half. Because it's not the money. I'm never going to pay for it. It will be on my credit card thing and then disappear before the bill comes. There's no additional work happening. This contraction makes no sense, said my mind. And then yet the contraction persisted. No, I don't want to buy three pairs of shoes. That's too many. That's like a big box and it's 300 bucks. and, And there was no logical response to it and i sat there for a moment going back and forth and it, and i felt this like it was going to take this great effort in me to buy three pairs of shoes committing to return at least two of them and it was like i had to like flex my being or something it was like nails on a chalkboard to actually click through and do it and in the end i i bought all three and which was, i smiled at the beginning is right as we uh logged on here, the notification that they, the shoes have arrived at my PO box popped up right right before I started talking about this. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. So I've been sort of digesting that and thinking like, why? why was that so difficult? That doesn't make any sense. And when I feel into it, I can feel this kind of... It's a contraction that is familiar to me. It's a contraction from life itself, which is one of my shadow patterns it's a contraction that says there's there's not enough there's not enough it's a scarcity kind of kind of contraction there's not enough of my resources to be able to handle life i can't handle it all right so the difference you know it's not about obviously the $200 versus $300 because in the end i'm going to spend $100 right it defies logic so the reason I wanted to bring this today is because these are the moments I think where change actually happens, and when there's small awareness based practices, and we think of change as happening you know I always think of like the the rocky montages, you know it's like you know dedication and hard work, and you know the sequence ends, and then you're a superstar you know and you cross the finish line, and then we think of courage as being these. Herculean acts. But if I, if, if someone said to me, so how was your day? Oh, I was completely courageous when I bought three pairs of shoes instead of two, right? <laughs> Tiffany's laughing. Yeah, they would laugh. They'd be like, what? But if you go just below the surface, it was incredibly emotionally uncomfortable. And I really almost like there were three times where I was like, Oh, just get the 10 and the 10 and a half. I'm never a nine and a half in shoes. I'm never a nine and a half in shoes. I'm never a nine and a half in shoes. I have a pair of sandals that are nines. Okay, but that's sandals. It doesn't make sense. Get all three, right? That's, how, that's what was going on in my head. And I'm so curious what happens when I actually get them. Like maybe none of them fit. I don't know. Maybe there's a deadly spider in the pair of nine and a halves that will kill me and, you know, that was why I shouldn't have got it because you could argue well, Joseph, with such strong feelings, maybe you were picking up on something that was you know some kind of intuitive guidance that there was something to not about not getting those nine and a halves. It could be, but I know the difference between what intuitive guidance feels like I really ought to. I use it all the time, and a fear based contraction, and the fear based contraction was a tightness in my body, it didn't make any sense logically which is not only um, an indicator, but it helps. And it was painful and pulling tight and had this feeling of not enough. And so yes, it was an act of courage to buy and not really to buy, to borrow, (laughs) to have shipped to me a third pair of shoes, which I will never pay for, which will take no extra time. In other words, the content of the difficulty was entirely and only emotional. And how this produces change is because in that moment I sent a message to the contraction in me, and I've been since feeling into it in sort of um, you know in a more compassionate, less overriding way. But in that moment, I said, "Okay, contraction. I get that you're there, and you don't get to run my life." Because if I had not, if I had just bought in two pairs and not three, in that moment, that's what would have happened. And when you allow those kinds of contractions or shadows or, or you know, however they show up, those kinds of um, inauthenticities, those departures from the truth, if you allow them to take up real estate in your day-to-day experience, moment-to-moment experience, in small ways you have no idea what kind of space they're taking up in other larger ways. Because this was just a moment where I happened to be conscious of it, right? These kinds of things happen all the time and you're just not conscious of it at all. So when you see these kinds of moments, when it comes up, and it's really obvious, and sometimes it it shows up in the really small ways because it knows it doesn't have to hide, you know, because it's seemingly insignificant. Because the contraction just says, oh, just get two pairs. You're never a nine and a half. It's no big deal. And that's when it should actually get your attention the most. Because it's not using... Your shadow is not using energy in those moments to try to hide. Because it doesn't think it has anything to hide. But when it comes to large amounts of money or really big decisions or when intimacy or love is involved, oh man, it's going to use extra resources to hide and be really sneaky. So in, when you exercise a clearer, more authentic choice in those moments, you're practicing something. As my Aikido teacher used to say, the, the problem with practice is that you're always doing it. You get better at what you practice, good news. Bad news, you're always practicing. So there is no moment too small. There is no decision too insignificant to practice being you. Now, the, the first reaction you may have to that is, oh my God, that's overwhelming because like, that requires a kind of constant vigilance and mindfulness over every single action. Well, fear not because there's a compound interest kind of phenomenon because when you catch yourself in those moments, imagine for every one of those moments where you buy all three pairs of shoes, whatever that is to you, it takes care of 10. And you don't even realize it because you've drawn a line in the sand. You said, no, we're going to operate according to what makes sense here or whatever it is, what the values I have, what makes sense. And in that case, it was like, it's a, uh, there's, like I said, there's a part of me that has this forever contraction. Like I don't have enough energy, money, time. It's like an, it's an existential not enoughness for life. Uh, that I'm often pushing through. And that's really, that's what depression is, which is something that I have struggled with a lot in my life. I haven't for a long time. But that depression is a contraction that says, I can't meet the demands, the needs of life, the can't rise to this. And so there it was showing up a little voice that said, a, a kind of depression voice that said, no, let's just get two pairs of the shoes. Isn't that interesting how it can show up in small ways? Do you guys experience things like that? Little voices that Absolutely. Do you have an example? I'd love to hear one if you were willing to share.
1: Um, I, I can't think. I mean, I probably the same thing. Like I've just, it's that mentality of, oh I shouldn't, you know, I should there's just like this little I shouldn't, or I, you know, like there's kind of partial poverty, partial deserving, you know, feeling like I'm like, you know, just the the eye of not being Worthy enough, whatever that is, fill in the blank. I'm not even thinking, but it's, I mean, it's exactly the same kind of content, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just thinking about how that, like, that contraction, that exercise, I was, I've been practicing with, like, just giving that whole contraction mindset, like, saying to it, okay, you're going to get some time. I'm not, but I don't have time for that now. And I'm going to be a laser for two hours. And it's amazing how mm-hmm. I. Like it's just like putting it into another box and saying I'll get back to you if you really need attention, but right now you don't get my attention. Yeah, and the amount of clarity and and productivity and really like just a lot happens in that that period of time where I'm committed and I'm mindful of that. And it's it, it does take take focus. It's not happening without being okay. You know, starting out and having a little conversation with myself. First.
0: Yeah, it does take focus. For sure. And I, I there are two things that I wanted to highlight. One was the tones with which you said, uh, oh, we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't do that, that you just totally nailed the tones. Cause like the authentic self voice doesn't talk that way, you know? Oh, we shouldn't, well, it wouldn't even should in any way, right? Oh no, we shouldn't blah, blah, blah. It's this is a sort of trembly fear sort of voice. And if you can just start to attune to that, so that you can track in your self-talk, your internal dialogue, when it sounds that way, and everybody's going to be a little different. But if you can just start to track sort of the different channels, you know, uh, like for me, I've got one of those that the oh I shouldn't blah 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 this tentative, weak kind of voice, and then there's the other one that I mentioned the the oh man the the victimy life is a pain in the butt voice, like oh man now I have to buy new shoes, a oh, poor baby. What's what's the problem? <laughs> oh, I've got so much to do right now, and now it's one more thing you know, like the the angry, frustrated victim to the vicissitudes of life voice and and you know you we generally don't have really more than three, maybe four of these voices, and they're more subtle ones, but if you can just start to track those, and then the other thing that I want to highlight, like Tiffany was saying, is to to s- differentiate. Them. Once you can identify the voice or the sort of style of it, then you can differentiate. But of course, you have to be able to identify before you differentiate. And then you can say, Oh, hello, whiny victim that thinks there's too much to do and you'll always be overwhelmed. I know all about you. You need some of my attention, right? But you're not going to get to make a decision in this moment. So let's talk later just like you would a you know a kid like when you're driving and you got a kid in the back seat and like you're you know on roads you don't know and you could get lost like okay honey yes i know all about the thing that you want to tell me about but right now we can't talk give me 15 minutes we're going to talk later about this you set a boundary and uh, especially nowadays you see many parents who are failing miserably at setting boundaries with their kids <laughs> more so than probably ever before So, you know what that looks like. And you also know what the, you know, uh, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about style looks like. Right. So, it's neither of those. It's not the um, be seen and not heard thing that um, (laughs) is very popular in, I don't know, 30s, 40s, and, and beginning of the 50s. And it's not giving them full license so if you if you have trouble with self-management and self-parenting and you think it's a narrow window well all you got to do is look around and see how people are parenting children yeah it's hard (laughs) managing your own inner children is just as much work perhaps more in some ways than raising actual children no probably not more you don't have to feed the parts of you not with food I don't know, apples and oranges. I don't know if kids, what do I know? Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the Clear and Open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes.